Hello and welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and it is July 8th. I'm dedicating today's podcast to my loving mother and my sister Paula. So thank you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys super soon. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, and taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, and not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. We beseech you, God of mercy and love. May every member of our family be wholly devoted to you In your kindness, guard us all from evil. Amen. St. Jude, please shine your light upon my family. Give us strength to overcome all the difficulties that we are dealing with now and protect us against any and all problems that we may encounter in the future. Amen. And now, commanding your morning, a daily devotional, It says, keep in contact with God. If we kids are going to stay in the family business, we need to keep in close contact with God. We can't just come by on Sundays for brunch, and at the minimum, we should be receiving daily instructions, if not hourly. If we are doing something truly world-changing, then we should be communicating even more frequently than that. We should have regular planning meetings and strategy summits with God and one another. We should be in constant two-way communication about every detail of what needs to be done along the way. We should endure the times of silence and prayer as well as the times of overflowing revelation. It is only when we can do this that nothing shall be impossible for us. Please repeat after me. Father, I declare that my spirit is open to your instructions today. I speak to the heavens and command them to be open to me with no interference so that I may hear directly from you. I welcome my daily, if not hourly, meetings with you. I receive the overwhelming overflow of revelation. 
I gain during my times of prayer. I declare that because of this, I will accomplish the impossible. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, and God's promises day by day. Psalm 19 says, The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. God has created us and our gifts for a place of his choosing. And we will only be ourselves when we are finally there. Our creative nature is essential to who we are as human beings, as image bearers. And it brings us great joy to live it out with freedom and skill. Even if it's a simple act such as working on your photo albums or puttering in the garden, these two are how we have a taste of what was meant to rule over a small part of God's great kingdom. Amen. In God's way, day by day, Sufficient through God. Second Corinthians says, Our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. What good news that God is the one who makes us competent and that he is the one who makes all of our ministry efforts sufficient. Can you fail in witnessing to others about Christ? Not if you give your witness to the best of your ability and with a heart motivated by love. Can you fail in praying for others in the name of Jesus? Not if you pray the way God leads you to pray and with a heart motivated by love. Can you fail doing the work of ministry that is designed to help others? Not if you are acting as God has led you to act and you offer your services with a heart motivated by love. Amen. Ponder on that for a second. We'll be right back with more prayers. And we're back. You are ushering in another day, God, untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you if you renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. Let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, for I can't walk alone. Amen. And In Touch magazine is telling us about knowing God's love. One of the first things children learn in Sunday school is that Jesus loves them and they are quick to believe it. But as we get older, the hardships and disappointments of life may cause us to doubt this truth. We wonder how a gracious God could allow the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, a financial crisis, 
or a painful terminal illness. But we cannot judge God's love on the basis of circumstances. Hardship is a certainty in life, and it does not reflect the depth, the breadth, and the height of God's love for us. This is why Paul urged the Ephesians not to let his tribulations discourage them. He knew those hardships were part of God's plan, and the same is true for every believer. Through our trials, God works powerfully within us to do more than we can perceive or imagine. The Lord wants you to believe that his love for you is steadfast and that it can ground you in the difficult seasons of life. Are you seeking to grow into your comprehension of his love? Well, the more you dwell on divine grace, the more firmly you'll stand during trials. Begin by asking God to give you a deeper understanding as you meditate on his love as described in his word. Amen. And God's purposes for your life? Psalm 37 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Staying God-centered. Much of the theology we hear today is self-centered and self-seeking. Lord, I want you to heal me, prosper me, bless me, and protect me in all the ways I ask. However, we are not at the center of the universe. On the contrary, God is the creator, sustainer, and sovereign of all things, and he requires that we serve him. We are highly presumptuous when we demand that the Lord do our bidding as if he were our errand boy. The proper relationship with God is one in which we put ourselves in a position to do his bidding. When we look to the Lord in any other way, we make ourselves God, which is actually a form of idolatry. This occurs when we do not seek his presence as much as we seek to control his provision. Hmm. We care more for what he gives us than we do him, which means we are worshiping the blessing instead of the blessing giver. Don't make that mistake. Yes, it's fine to have desires, but always remember you belong to God. Serve Him. Do as He says. Make Him your focus and delight, and everything else will follow. Jesus, I belong to you, and I live to serve you. Help me to see you first in all things. Amen. And hope for each day. It says God feels what we feel. Lamentations 3 says, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Whew. As we read the Bible, we realize that God is a spirit. He does not have a body, nor is he confined to one place as a physical being would be. 
At the same time, he has the attributes of a person. He thinks, he speaks, he communicates, he loves. He becomes angry, he grieves. Because God is a person, he feels what we feel. No matter what we face, God understands what we're going through. He even understands our temptations for Christ. Christ has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. And that is why you can bring anything, anything to him in prayer, confident that he will understand. Amen. And it says, whom will you serve? Do you serve God only with your lips? You profess God, you profess Christ, you go to church, you give to the church, perhaps you teach Sunday school or serve on the church board, but deep in your heart, are you totally surrendered and committed to Christ? Outwardly, the Israelites in Joshua's day were followers of God, but in their hearts they were idolaters. Joshua told them that this hypocrisy could not continue. They would decide whether they wanted to serve the true and living God or serve their idols. It was Israel's day of decision. They were to go on record either for God or against him. Regardless of the decision of his fellow Hebrews would make, Joshua declared, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Likewise, we must decide whom we will serve. Will we forsake everything false and turn wholeheartedly to Jesus? Will you decide to serve the true and living God? I hope so. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Make sure you pick up your Bible every day if you can. Read your Proverbs because they're strong and powerful instructions from God. Obedience always brings blessing. And God blesses us that we might bless others. Amen. Do we have a role to play in communicating God's truth to others? Yes, we do. God never wants us to keep what he teaches us to ourselves. Whether it is money, insight, or truth, He wants us to share it with others. There is a tremendous blessing to be gained by opening our hearts and lives to those who need to know about the unconditional love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. The truth is, Jesus commands us to make disciples of all the nations, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Just before he ascended to heaven, he told his disciples, 
you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. He never intended for the disciples to keep the truth of his word stored away in personal reservoirs of knowledge. Instead, he instructed them to give away all they received from him. He commands us to do the same. Each one of us communicates something by what we say and don't say, by what we do and fail to do. A father who never reads the Bible is essentially telling his family that he does not care enough about the Lord to study his word. His lack of desire in this area sends the message that he believes he is smart enough to make his own decisions apart from God's input. The child who never sees her parents praying mistakenly learns that trials and tribulations can be handled without any direction from the Lord. Well, this assumption is totally wrong. On the other hand, a father who tells his family we are going to trust the Lord to provide us with what we need declares that God can be trusted in every facet of life. When children hear their parents praying, they quickly learn to trust God for every detail. They grow up viewing him as very loving, the God who has the very best in mind for their lives. Even when we remain silent, we subtly state something. Although the Apostle Peter recognized the Gentiles as rightful recipients of God's grace, he developed the bad habit of withdrawing from them during meals. His fellow Jews soon picked up on his prideful practice with the result that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. Without a word, Peter had effectively sent a message that the Gentiles were inferior. We must honestly evaluate our responses to the Lord's commands. Are we deliberately and daily applying what he has taught us over the years? When we comprehend the truth, are we conforming ourselves to the image of Christ? And most importantly, are we communicating this truth to others? Hmm. Think about that. Stay with us. And now our daily prayer. Bow your head. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I failed you many times, I know. 
But when tonight I rest, what are we going to do, Steve? We're going to kneel and say, dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. Thank you for coming to pray with me. We just got some blessings started. Have a beautiful day. Put God first. Be kind to others. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.